0: It is almost one o'clock in the morning. Uh, The Detroit Tigers just lost 10 to nothing. Shut up for the 19th time this season. And yet I am still here today on Locked on Tigers. You are locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, of course. Ah, oh, man. It is very late and I am unbelievably tired. And. I am unbelievably uh, demoralized. I am unbelievably drained. And I am unbelievably out of emotion to provide to this baseball team that has provided this city, this fan base, and me very little this summer. Um, I... Look, I, I, I'm not just I'm not just trying to like show up here and, and be like super negative and sad. And like, you know, I know, a lot of people listen to me on their way to work. And, and like, I, I don't want to ruin anybody's day. But, you know, if, if you've been listening to me <laughs> to start off your day uh this late in the season, this one probably isn't the straw that's going to break the camel's back on ruining your day in the morning, I think. The Tigers do that themselves. I, I think the Tigers uh, are what is ruining your day. I, I try not to be negative just for the sake of being negative. Um, uh, but, I mean, that that was remarkable in the worst possible connotation. And, and you know, the crazy thing is that we're going to see and hear about Cody Clemens striking out Shohei Otani. Like every single day for the next week on the broadcast, and at the end of the season, that somebody's gonna make like a greatest moments mashup and it's gonna be on there. And like, look, it's like it's a cool moment, and like I I have been begging for this team to give me anything positive and and like cool and fun. That's why I I want a a, a Javi Baez versus Amir Garrett matchup so bad, just because I, I want something. Give me an ounce of something this season. And like, you know, I guess they did that. But in a 10 nothing loss, in which he already had three hits and two homers off you, <laughs> and then we're all laughing and giggling in the dugout. I'm sure that made a lot of people happy. I'm numb to it. I'm, I'm numb. I've... <laughs> I've been watching and like, I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh, if you're not on the field playing baseball, you, you have to be practicing and in the cage and like work, you know, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You got to be working on your craft 24 seven. Not one of those people. This is a job and these people have lives, but I I just, I can't imagine the entire dugout kind of goofing around and laughing and nudging each other when it was 10, nothing really sat too well with too many people. I just, I, I mean, like I said, in the cold open, it's, I mean, it's, it's 1 AM and I got to edit this and I got to input, you know, the, the, the ads in this that you hear. And then I got to upload it and I got to write descriptions and I got to put all the tags in and it's just staying up to watch this I love my job more than anything. this is not me complaining about my job even for a half of a second. I this is my my favorite thing on the planet and I, I could not be more thankful and appreciative but I, I am unbelievably tired right now because I stayed up to watch all nine innings of a 10 nothing blowout in which our team was giggling and laughing at the end. like that's that's like the optics of this situation. It's just tough, man. It's tough. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are unbelievable. Um, I know this Angels team gets clowned on all the time. And I, I don't even remember the dude's name, but, like, that made-up name of the guy in the 20s of, like, whatever that tweet. Um, I, I, I really... I, I think the Angels are a lot closer to being good than people realize. And maybe, you know, that'll... Like I said, this is like one of the most clowned on organizations in the sport is the Angels because they have the two best players probably in the sport and uh, are going to be in the mid-90s in losses this season. But those two guys are unbelievable talents. And when you go up against the Detroit Tigers, unbelievable talents are going to (laughs) prevail. It's fun to watch them. Honestly, like that's that's like half of the, the half might be a little dramatic, but that's like a pretty large reason to even watch the Tigers at this point. We're being completely honest is like, oh, like like when the Mariners came into town, like, oh, we get to see Julio. Oh, we go to the West Coast. Oh, we get to see Otani and Trout. Like that, that's for some people, that's like the only reason to turn on the TV is like if we play someone cool and like good and like a big name. I mean, this this is our nineteenth shutout. Nineteen. That is, according to Jason Beck of MLB.com, the Tigers beat writer for MLB.com. That is the nineteenth time the Tigers have been shut out this season, the most by any Tigers team since nineteen seventy six, and tied with the twenty fourteen Mariners for the most by any AL team in the last 40 years. Forty years ago was nineteen eighty two. Um, that's (laughs) what a product, what a product that we've, we've come out here and watched every night and we got two, two left out over there in Anaheim, got two games left that we're going to be up until late into the night and hopefully, they give you a little more, and and look, like I'm sure when I wake up in the morning, I'm gonna be feeling a lot better, and 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 everything, and um, not gonna be, not in this mindset right after I get my 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 eight hours, right? But, I mean, golly, I, I don't think I'm gonna regret regret feeling like this. I don't think I'm going to feel like I was in the wrong to feel these things. We will talk about the game. I, I, I don't, I'm not just going to complain for half an hour. We are going to talk about the game. We are going to break down the actual game. But this, I mean, this is just, we've gotten into a point where this is, this is unbelievable. And look, like as I'm recording this, people are tweeting out like, oh, he struck out Otani and like him and his dad both struck out like rookie of the years and or like whatever. And then you know, like he's only this many strikeouts behind his dad now. And it's going to be this huge like marketing like ca- campaign that like people are going to talk about. It. It's going to drive me insane because we lost the game 10 to nothing. Oh, all right. Let's get into the actual game itself. We'll pick it up a little bit, try to. Yeah, positive viewpoints in a 10-0 game for sure, Scott. Those definitely exist. We are going to break down the game. I can't promise that I'm going to be able to twist it into like a super positive light. But we will talk about the game. We will break down the performances. First, though, I do get to tell you about something positive. We get to talk about Built Bars. It's been a while since we've talked about our friend over at Built Bars. And If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are truly depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. The delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run to Built.com to snag a box for you or the family. It will be perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just kind of hoard them all to yourself. That's what I do. Like all Built Bars, the new chocolate, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. It's healthy and tasty. So go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Let's talk about the game itself. Uh, Zero runs, four hits, one walk, two walks. Uh, I am going to find a positive in this in this offense. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not saying that it's going to mean anything. I'm not saying that he's going to turn it around and everything's going to be great the rest of the year. I'm not proclaiming anything about his future because I know anytime I say anything good about him, people just go, well, he sucks and he's not going to be any good. All I'm saying is for nine innings on on Monday night, Monday, September 5th, I thought Spencer Torkelson had four very good at-bats. I thought he looked very good at the plate. His hit was really solid contact. His outs were really solid contact. And he drew a walk that he had really solid contact in the foul ball in that he just pulled a little bit too much and then took four pitches. The walk rate has never been the problem. He's been taking pitches all season, even when he was struggling. But I I, I thought he literally looked different. And again, I'm not saying he'll be able to maintain it. We'll we'll see. I'm done proclaiming about futures after one performance. I I never did that, but I'm done proclaiming futures. I'm done saying like, oh, like somebody's going to turn it around. I've done. I've been bamboozled way too many times this season. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so over that. I'm not saying anything about that. But in this game, I thought his at-bats, all four were very, very solid. I thought his swing looked a lot more aggressive. Uh, I I thought he was attacking a lot more than he ever did in his first stint in the majors. Um, I I, I was very honestly impressed. I I thought he looked really solid. So hopefully he can continue looking like that and continue impressing me um, for the last month of the season. I want him to play every single day. I don't need Harold Castro at first base anymore. I'm sorry. I don't. I know that he's the best hitter on the team. That's really sad. It shouldn't be the case. That's why you're one of the worst offenses of all time. He can play seven positions. He doesn't play first base well. He doesn't play any position very well. To be honest with you, I love Harold. I think he's a fantastic utility player in this league. He should not be every day at any position. He should be the go-to backup at all seven positions. I, I just, like, I'm tired of it. I, I don't need that anymore. And, like, I, Tor could go hit 100 the rest of the year, and I could say, oh, you're going to get tired of that. Sure. But at, at least, like, Torkelson is supposed to be part of this long-term plan. We used the number one overall pick on him. I would like him to get at bats so we can at least see if he's improving or not. I, I don't need Harold Castro to get at, at bats every day at, at first base, definitely. I really don't. Um, so I was impressed by him. That's pretty much where the list ends. Riley Green doesn't get a hit, does draw a walk, Javi Baez, three just unbelievably uncompetitive at bats. I mean, my gosh. I I was blown away. Like, I mean it was it was truly Unreal how uncompetitive his at-bats were and how just he was just flicking the wrists. Just throw. I almost just dropped an F-bomb. That was really close. Just freaking swinging through anything in the dirt. It didn't matter. Change-ups that were bouncing on home plate. Just letting it rip. Um, Just unbelievably uncompetitive at-bats. Harold Castro got a hit. Sure. Torque we already talked about. Carpenter, three balls in play, but all three outs. Ryan Kreidler, I mean, I guess for whatever it's worth, his at-bats were not like the worst on the team. (laughs) That's where we're at. That's where we're at, ladies and gents. We are at a point where it is a positive for me to look at you and go, you didn't look absolutely overmatched and like you didn't even show up to work today. Like Ryan Krdler went 0 for 3 with a strikeout. But he didn't look the worst, so like I guess that's fine. It's just so it's I'm so demoralized. <laughs> these these games really do just just ugh. like any 10 nothing game sucks. And Cody Clemens it feels like is pitching once a week. I I mean Oh, man. Victor Reyes uh, with a knock. Eric Haas, I did not think looked very good. He swung through several fastballs down the heart of the plate, 0 for 4 with 3 Ks. Josh Lester made his first major league appearance. Um, It it was not a very competitive at-bat. I, I hope he gets more opportunities. I, I hope that that's not just like, oh, you're going to pinch hit once in a blowout, and that's kind of it. Uh, I, I would like for him to get some abs at some point, um, but I—I I mean, that at bat was was not even remotely competitive. Willie Castro with a hit and two. Willie Castro, you—you—you you, you can't hide him anywhere defensively he is he it's they've tried they've tried everything over the last two years to be able to put him somewhere where he's not an absolute liability defensively and he ran two of the worst routes I've seen since the 2008 Detroit Lions like it was it was remarkable and uh, yeah, like they cost us runs, but like we lost by ten. It's not like he cost us the game. It just it it, it was just frustrating to watch. <laughs> Javi Baez booted a ball. Willie Castro made two horrible plays in the outfield. The team can't get a hit, and we gave up ten runs. Like uh, there was nothing good about this game. I really, w- I I try, I try so hard to to find some positives for the remainder of the season, and and I and I try every single day to find something that we can hang our hat on and be like, oh, like the rest of the year we have this, or 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 oh, like next season, like this dude's playing for this, like this is something to watch. This had nothing. This was just a game where you're gonna stay up until. 1230, one in the morning, and you're just going to watch the team you love more than anything, just get throttled. All right, let's talk about the pitching. Um, yeah, let's talk about the pitching right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. Third and final segment here of Locked On Tigers. Um, I really do appreciate y'all. I really do. And I, if you're a first time listener, I promise I'm not. <laughs> promise I'm not usually like this. Um, at least I hope I'm not. But this is this is a rough one. This is a really really rough one. Tyler Alexander started this game. He went four and a third, 10 hits, seven runs, six of them earned, no walks, and two Ks. Uh, I mean, we can break down why he struggled. Nothing worked. None of his pitches had good movement. I thought his cutter was unbelievably flat. It was basically a four-seam fastball. Um, The four-seam fastball also wasn't very effective at all. Um, did not really fool anybody and was made contact with almost every time it was thrown, whether it was a foul or in play. Um, the change up was not very effective. The slider was absolutely crushed every time he threw it. Literally every time he, he every time it was made contact with, it was demolished. Uh, he had five whiffs in four innings total. And uh, no, no command really for anything. Uh, no bite on anything like people were going out and, and going fishing and like he would kind of fool them a little bit sometimes but they would just go fishing out of the strike zone and still hit it you know 88 90 miles an hour to right field or, or center field and get a get a base hit out of it still i mean it was nothing nothing worked and the defense did him zero favors absolutely especially in the fourth inning but um that's not like the defense was the reason he struggled in this one either. Everybody was terrible. So that's just how it is. Um he's a 5-2-3 ERA now on the season. CSW percentage was 22%. Average exit velocity just under 90. Really not like as bad as it could have been. But he had several balls hit over 110 miles an hour. So And quite a few hit over 100. So yeah, just not a very effective outing. Not really too much else to say, um, I'm trying to think if there is anything else to say on him. I don't think so. It was really a bad outing, and that was painfully obvious. Um, yeah, didn't hit spots, didn't have movement, just all around nothing really worked for him and oh, there is something I want to say there's like this this thing where there's a group of of tigers uh fans that I have noticed. Um, whether it's in the comments of my episodes, or just like people talking on Twitter or, or people, whatever, talking on the radio, people talking at the ball game. So I've noticed it quite a few times where people, uh, have this, what I believe is a misconception that AJ Hinch leaves starters in too long. And I, I disagree with that. And I'm not saying that Tyler Alexander should have been, was doing well enough to go four and a third. But uh, we've talked about it a million times on this show. And and if you're a a reoccurring listener, you know what I'm about to say. You need somebody to give you innings. If you pulled every Cody Clemens has pitched like 87 times this year. If, If you actually pulled everybody, the second that, they showed signs of, of wariness. I'm sure AJ would have liked to have pulled Tyler after the first inning at a 30-pitch first or whatever. I'm sure he knew the night was gonna be a long one, but you need innings because you just used like eight people yesterday out of your bullpen. And now it's it's today, and you can't afford you literally cannot afford to to just go. And and have everybody pitch again for the second day in a row. It, it's a really it, everything is frustrating to me right now <laughs> because I'm I'm very tired and just had to watch that product for for three hours. But it's a it's a very frustrating what I believe to be a a common like relatively common I guess misconception amongst it because I, I i wholeheartedly disagree with it and, and i don't think that it's it's true at all and and i think that he and, and i'm not saying that hinch has, has been a perfect manager this year I, I i know that um i i tend to i guess give him a little bit more leash than than some other people have but i, I still think he's a very talented and, and very good manager and and um i'm still glad that that he was the hire last year but I, I I don't think he's been a perfect manager this season. I think there's a lot of things that I disagree with Han and that I usually talk about them on the show when they happen. But that is one thing that I wholeheartedly do not subscribe to. I I, I completely disagree with it. I You have to get innings out of someone. Like I said, even with him leaving some starters in longer than he should have, longer than he should have, which I I don't think is longer than he should have, but longer than they were effective. Uh, Cody Clemens still is appearing once a week. Harold Castro has appeared several times this season. Like You you have to get innings out of someone. You you can't just burn through your bullpen all the time. It's impossible. You're going to be worse than you already are. Somebody has to pitch. Believe it or not, we can't just do a position player every single game. (laughs) All right. I think I got my point across. Um, Hopefully that made sense. Hopefully I'm just like speaking English. I don't know. I'm in like a tired haze. I don't even know if I'm speaking the English language right now. Um, Garrett Hill pitching this one. One inning, three hits, two earned runs, one walk, one K. Uh, He was not very effective either. Um, The command was not very great. And... uh, Same kind of story. The stuff was pretty flat. And look, even when Garrett Hill was starting and like put together a couple of decent outings, I mean, we talked about on the show like, this is a, a guy who his fastball command was good enough in a couple of outings to kind of get him over the bump and over the edge. But as a whole, he needs a swing and miss pitch. He, he, he like pretty desperately, if he wants to take it the next step at the major league level. Needs a pitch he can go to and get swings and misses on, and he does not have that right now. And that is certainly, and I'm, you know, development is a thing. He could get that, and he he could be very effective. But that is definitely his next step in development. And tonight he didn't have it. Uh, I'm not breaking down Cody Clemens' pitching performance. He struck out Otani. Woohoo! Cool. We're gonna hear about it every day for the next month. Um, Luis Castillo, uh, the the other Luis Castillo, I think is what Chris Castellani calls him. One and two-thirds, no hits, no runs, no walks, three Ks. This is a bright spot. We found one. And I'm not saying it's a long-term bright spot even. <laughs> but in this game, we found a bright spot in this game. I thought Luis Castillo was very, very good. He had the one pitch get away from him, and Mike Trout pretended like it hit him even though it hit his bat. Um, So he had that one pitch that really got away from him. but And his command was not perfect he didn't and he didn't walk anybody he didn't give up any hits in almost two winnings so that's good but it was not perfect he was going deep in accounts every you know some batters some he was going a lot deeper than I thought he should have been but hey man five whiffs on 23 pitches that sinker moves and that slider bites that he has good stuff it's just a matter of whether he's going to be able to consistently get the command down enough to be able to take that next step Um, but, but genuinely, I I was very impressed. I I really liked watching him pitch and it was probably the most engaged I was in in the entire game after the second inning, to be honest with you after the third inning for sure. Um, so I, I, I really, really liked what I saw from him. Like I said, some command stuff to work on, but I was kind of in a situation tonight where even though his command, wasn't absolutely stellar, his stuff was so good. Uh, That, you know, kind of Alex Langed it like was stuff was just so good that even though he wasn't hitting his spots like you wanted to still kind of owned people. So I really liked what I saw. Zero ERA on the season still. So really liked what I saw out of him Uh, again now that he's back in the majors. The only other thing I want to talk about, we're done with this game. I'm done. It's over with. See ya. Uh, Never talking about it again. Only other thing that is noteworthy. uh, Well, actually two things because I didn't talk about it over the weekend and I wanted to. Um, and, and I don't know if I, if I forgot or just like busy show on Friday, Austin Meadows, 60 day IL cited a, a lot of mental health reasons. I hope he, I hope he gets the the help that he needs. I, I end every show with going to therapy's dope, right? Like I'm very much a mental health advocate. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I very much hope that, uh, that, that he, gets the help he needs and, and gets into the right mindset. And uh, he seems committed to, to playing for the team next year. It certainly adds to the um, the list of very, not strange, but uh, unique circumstances that Tigers and or Tigers players have been put in this season. That's not something you see every day. And I know that that caused a big reaction out of it on Twitter and, and whatnot, Everything gets a big reaction on Twitter. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> it, it, It's just, uh, uh, I really feel bad for the guy. I mean, that's a, so I, you know, I, I, I have very much been there. Sorry, I got all stuttery and and whatnot, but that's a uh, that. That's a dark place to be in, um, and I don't know exactly his situation or what's going on, but there's some, you know, that, that can be a really tough thing to deal with, um, you know, feeling that way to the point where you don't even want to do your job and, and, and get up and go through all that. That's a tough thing to be in. So I hope he gets the help he needs. I uh, fully support him. Hope he gets physically right, too. I, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff happen to him uh, physically this year. I mean, vertigo, COVID, um, you know, the Achilles thing. I just hope he takes the offseason, just gets right, and can just come back next year and and be that dude that we traded for. Uh, that would be, uh, you know, rooting for him for sure. Okay, now the last thing I want to talk about, we got that out of the way, talked about that. I forgot to over the weekend, not really sure why. Um Joey Wentz will be returning to the majors. He will start, I think they said on Friday, I think. He will start this week, I know for a fact, and Joey Wentz is going to be a part of the rotation for the last month of the year, so there you go. Joey Wentz, I'm kind of getting starting to get my wish a little bit in the sense that I just want as many of the minor leaguers and as many as the kids to, to get an opportunity as possible. That's where we're at in the season. So I'm all for it. I am. uh, I I'm even if he gets rocked every single start, I don't care. I I would rather see a a prospect come up and get rocked and know, Hey, he doesn't have it. He's no longer part of the long-term plans. That answers a question. Seeing somebody who who's, like in their late twenties, early thirties that you're not bringing back next season and just watching them go on and, and give up whatever, like three, four runs every day. I don't need that. Starting pitchers a little different. Cause you like, like I said earlier, you need innings. So like, I'm okay with, with, you know, Drew Hutchinson or, or, or whatnot, um, still getting opportunities. But for the most part, man, I, I just, I, I want as, especially on the offensive side of the ball, but, uh, I'll gladly take Joey Wentz. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got for you. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. Uh, for your next listen, be sure to check out, drum roll, please, oh yeah, the Ultimate Pro Fantasy Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team of experts on Locked On Podcast Network plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, that's all I got. We're done. Uh, We're going to pretend like this game didn't happen until tomorrow when we, you know, might lose again. And it might be by a lot. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm really sorry if this was a, a... like super pessimistic thing or, or, or whatnot. Um, not not my goal, not my intention. But you you watch all nine innings of of every game for this team, and then talk about it after every single game for 162 games, and and don't have a night, <laughs> at least one, where where you're just not <laughs> absolutely. Fed up with the product that you've seen all year, i think I think it would be very hard to do. I know it's very hard to do i'm I'm living the life um, so we're back tomorrow though, as always, and uh, at the end of the day i i still I'm a sucker i I still love that team more than anything and and love talking about them more than anything and would chop it up about baseball with anybody on the planet at any time and uh and and love this even though i'm very tired and i'm going to bed peace and love going to therapy's dope i'll catch y'all tomorrow baby go tigers